What's up, listeners? Thank you for tuning in to the Figured Out Podcast. Figure it out podcast. On this podcast, we figure it out. From social media, marketing, business, and way more. Because we're always living that marketing life. Living that marketing life. On this podcast, we ask our guests about their journey, experiences, and thoughts. We fuel marketing with education, inspiration, and motivation. Fuel marketing through education, inspiration, and motivation. I am your host, Frank Yenzi. On this episode, we have Tony Zaccone. He is the owner of Salas St. Marco. Salas St. Marco is a gem of a spot in the heart of Little Italy in Ottawa. Salas St. Marco is a banquet hall that caters to big events, whether it's a celebration, wedding, or a corporate event, and even more. You can enjoy the patio during a nice summer day with an amazing staff and delicious food from Italy. And let's mention the wood oven pizza is a must. Tony is the owner. He's friendly, outgoing, caring, and most important, fun. He loves his guests and treats them like family. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Zaccone. Welcome to the Figured Out Podcast, Tony Zaccone. Thanks, Frank. Perfect. I'm excited to have you here. It's great to be here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So yeah, we'll just tell everyone how we met. My second guest, Nick J. Kite, he recommended you. So let's see if you can uh, live up to his uh, recommendations. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. He set a pretty high bar. If he was on before me, he set the bar pretty high for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Tell us a little bit about your banquet hall and your business. So our business, we are in the events business. Basically it's, you know, it's a tough time right now, but, uh, but our business is uh, uh, big public gatherings, weddings, fundraiser galas, a lot of corporate events that we do as well, training seminars and meetings and things like that. We even do smaller things like a bridal shower, a baby shower, or first communions and baptisms and that kind of stuff as well. So how long you guys have been around since the eighties, right? I actually, I, yeah. I found a YouTube video, you doing an interview and uh, yeah, oh, it, was, yeah. It, was, it was your dad owned the place across the street. Then he bought the Salas San Marco building and then kind of, you ended up with ownership somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So my, yeah, my parents originally started the restaurant business and uh, they bought the, exactly. They bought the property across the street, which was at the time was an F SO, uh, uh, home comfort. It was like they did furnaces and stuff like that here. And then they built Sala. And that was, I think we opened our first party was 1987. Oh, wow. And, uh, oh, it looked a lot differently in those days, man. It looked <laughs> very, very different. But it was, uh, but you know, I, the Italians, I, I guess, they, well, not just the Italians. There wasn't, there weren't, there weren't a lot of event spaces in those days. It was, you know, mostly at hotels and things like that. And so that's how they opened up that. And, and I bought it in 2009. My, uh, my dad was uh, in his sixties. My mom was uh, in her fifties, and they were, you know, they were kind of ready to retire. They put their dues in. They worked a lot. They sweated. The sweat equity was here, and uh, I was in a fortunate enough position where I could buy it, and, and I did. I made the leap. So yeah, I, I've been me, seven years. Yeah, me growing up in Ottawa, and my dad being Italian, and he used to have Casenza across the street back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah like I, I always heard like the big, big things about Salas San Marco, the big events, and I could always see like, especially during uh, Italian week, like it's just always packed. Like always, oh, yeah. like cars in front, you know, it was pretty. So you guys established yourself, well, I guess, over, over 30 years now, right? Yeah, it's over 30 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, 
it's 30, yeah, 33 years, but it's, and it's been, you know, the growth has come every year in which we're happy about. And like, we're happy that we're, we're lucky. We have a lot of community support as well. Right. You know, it's, we give a lot of value to our, to our clients and, and basically the, most of the clients become friends and, and like buddies, you know what I mean? And some of my best friends I met through here. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because like through work, you've made relationships that you, like you just said, like they're your friends now, it's more than just business. So it must be fun for you and your staff and for your we'll call them friends, clients yeah. to keep coming to you and keep supporting your business. Yeah, it is. It's fun. And, and I feel very fortunate for that. Like, you know, I don't, I don't dread going to work. I love it. You know, I love hanging out and seeing the people and, 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 you know, we're in the service business and I love to serve like that too. You know, again, I'm fortunate. Man. Yeah. Kind of what you're saying before right now is a bit different times. Can you talk about everything before COVID and then like as soon as it hit and how you guys adapted and then kind of how, um, Ottawa slowly letting things open up and the struggles and the ups and downs and anything that you had to change and kind of your mental state and stuff like that. COVID has, has completely decimated my business. So it's like, you know, it's, it's like saying tomorrow, like, okay, that's it. All of a sudden you can't do a podcast anymore. Like that's it. You're not allowed to like, it's, yeah. we're again, we're in the the business of public gatherings of, of big events of 300, 400, 500 people, you know? So it's, it's been, uh, it's been difficult. You know, uh, the you know the government has helped out a little bit, but not not even close to enough. Like, not, not in my opinion, anyway, in my humble opinion, it's really been challenging. We had to, so we did we did what a lot of other companies were doing, a lot of other um, food service guys were doing, is we opened up an online site, uh, online takeouts, deliveries, and things like that, right? Which which was nice because we got to see a lot of our a lot of our clients, our family, the kind of thing. You know what I mean? Supporting us by ordering and things like that, which was tough because we're not. We're not a business that you normally think of when you say, "Hey, let's let's order some takeout food tonight." You don't think of salad San Marco. You think of salad yeah. San Marco when you want to do a catering of fifty people or a, you know what I mean or something like that or hundred people or something, right? So that that was a little bit tough, but we rebuilt and we reinvented like that and, and went along and and it, and it worked out. You know, it, it helped. Every little bit helps. Like when you go from you know one hundred percent to literally zero being closed, mm-hmm. the bills don't stop coming and stuff like that, right? Like this is a big operation with a lot of overhead. So it's been uh, it's been a challenge, it's been a challenge. How fast did you react to okay, we're closed. What do we do next? And wh- wh- where did you look for ideas and inspiration and strategies? Did you come up yourself? Did you have to consult with your staff, or were you just like, oh, this uh, this is what other people are doing? Like, what well, was yeah. the mindset there? It was a bit. Of, it was, a, I guess, a little bit of everything like that too. Like, and I asked, you know, I and I, I got a pretty good group of friends, and I'm in, and I'm in contact with other uh, event space owners as well, like or it's, uh, event space managers. Like, uh, most of them closed completely. You know that they're closed. They're still closed right now. So mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of batten down the hatches and try to keep your costs as, as minimal as you can, and just ride out the storm, right? Uh, we're in a bit of a fortunate situation. We're a little bit different. Where like I'm on Preston, so it's a good spot. I do have a patio. So that's why when they came out and they said, okay, you're allowed to do, you're allowed to open up a restaurant. Restaurants are allowed to open on patios only. So that was on a Monday. By Friday, we were open. And that was a completely new business for us. Like I don't have a point of sale system. Like we're in the catering business. We're not in a, we're not a restaurant. I have a, I had a wood burning oven that we used to just keep there. We never used it. It was just storage. It was just sitting there. We had like tables and chairs in that room. You know, we tiled it. We brought in plumbing. We did uh, all that stuff like that, venting and and stuff. And it was, uh, you know, we were lucky that we got it all in five days. We got it all done. And, and we opened up and we came up with a menu and and I think it's great. Like it's a, it's a great summertime pizza, salads, you know, nice, uh, like appetizers, you know, calamari, zucchini, things like that. It's great. It's a great little spot. You know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, we've got a lot of good feedback on it. People come off just the way we are here too. We, uh, 
someone orders off menu, we say, okay, no problem. If I have it there, no problem. You know what I mean? Like people are used to that level of service from us, that, that personalized service. And we're happy to be able to provide it. We're lucky. I, I was actually there that Friday when you first opened up. So it's, it, it was, yeah. I guess it was an interesting time to be one of the first Yeah, ones. it was crazy, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now I'm kind of hungry with all the food that you brought up. Right, yeah. Was the, I guess, like, how did you guys, I kind of want to ask you two questions, kind of going back. Like you, you got in 2009, right? 2009, yeah. Yeah, so before that, were your parents using social media for marketing or, or no. when you came in, was there any social media? Then kind of after you took over, how did you guys get into social media? And did you use social media a lot more after COVID? Or were you always using the same amount? Or how was that growth of your involvement on social media? Well, we were like, we were lucky that we were always like, for us, it was word of mouth and stuff like that. So we always had like, I would say a presence, but not, not a lot. Like the kind of the girls in the office would, would take care of the social media stuff. Twitter was a main one when we started up when as Twitter was getting popular before Instagram and stuff like that. Now we do a lot more on Instagram. Facebook is always very popular for us. Like we get a lot of hits and stuff like that on Facebook, you know, uh, we, but we're, we're kind of like organic. I don't have a team of uh, marketers and stuff like that, like going through analytics and, and 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 paying for advertising and stuff like that. We don't do a lot. Like us, we're lucky. A lot of it's word of mouth. And that's how a lot of our sales are generated, I would say, you know, because because we've been around a long time, have a good reputation. So people are like, you know, I got the phone number from so-and-so. So, you know, I'd like, to, or I was there for an event. A lot of people have been here for an event before and, and that's why they're back. So they know what to expect. They know it's going to be top level. They know it's going to be good food. Like, you know, you're not going to be embarrassed at the end of the day, you know, like that kind of thing. Right. So that, that's how, that's how most of our marketing, I would say was done. But now the social media part of it, we do, we do a lot more of that as well. You know, announce our specials because uh, now we have specials to announce. Like, whereas before when you're caterers, you don't really do that. Right. Now we have, you know, half price wine on Wednesdays and $5 nudes on Thursdays and things like that. Right. So, yeah. So that's, that's what we're doing. Again, it's, it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Those are the big ones there like that. Even LinkedIn. So, so have you have you put way more effort because of the situation of the, the pandemic, or have you still not not relied? But since you already established your present your your reputation, have you like have you put more time into social media, or because you already have the word of mouth and the clientele and the advocates? What 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 would percentage would you say would be you focusing more on social media? Oh, we've probably tripled our social media now since the uh, since the pandemic. Because you have like we're re-educating people too. We're like, hey, you know, we're open for pizzas now. We're open like an individual. We're a restaurant now. Yeah, we're essentially a restaurant now. We're you know, you can come see us. It doesn't have to be a wedding. You know what I mean? They, so so yeah, we. Oh, I'd say that we at least tripled our presence on uh, on social on social media. Yeah, for sure. And have, have you noticed anything different in terms of uh, engagement through your your friends slash clients? Have you noticed any type of feedback or? you know, even more word of mouth or anything like that? Well, in terms of feedback, like I, I would say a lot of them come to me and say, hey, Tony, I saw this. You know what I mean? I'm glad you're, you're, you're posting more. Like I see more of it, stuff like that. You know, I'm re, you know, I'm reposting your stuff, which is great. You know, so that's, that's, I would say the feedback that I'm getting. And then there's, you know, other people that come that, that will come in and say, I, you know, that they, that they, uh, they saw like a, cause we have like a chalkboard outside. Right. Yeah. And so, we have like a like a kind of like a, a cool saying on it every every night or whatever like that, and they're like, "Hey, I saw the I saw the posting of 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 the chalkboard of, of the saying whatever it is, you know what I mean?" And then we had a laugh, so we decided to come down. So that that believe it or not, that works, you know. So it's. Oh, I saw the one today it was free Wi-Fi, great beer, and then something yeah. about a husband. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it's like a daycare for the husbands. Yeah, who, who comes up with those? Is that you or is that your staff? 
Actually, it's my staff. Ayla's the one that does it every morning. She's one of the servers here. She's great. And it's different every day? Yeah, every day. Yeah, every day they put a new one. Yeah, the other day we had one that's beer colder than your ex's heart. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's I like good. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how have you guys adapted with the regulations and the law, I guess the laws and, you know, the like reopening and stuff? How's, how's things changed and what's that been like? Well, it's been difficult, especially with this heat, like the, the servers yeah. have to wear masks. Yeah. So that that's hard on, 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 on the staff masks or, or, but you know, we, the bathrooms they're cleaned all the time. Like we're just, we're going in and out of there all the time. We do, we, you know, wipe everything down, the doorknobs, the handles and stuff like that. We wipe all those a lot, like throughout the day, like, which I wouldn't do that. Like, you know, you kind of do your cleanup and then you do your cleanup the next day. And now we do them every, sometimes 20 minutes, every, every hour, whatever like that, you know, depending on how busy it is. And then, you know, we have uh, the sanitation stations, again, everyone wearing masks, we have, you know, markings and on the ground and stuff like that, that for the bathrooms, no more than two people at a time in there and things like that, you know, like lots of signage and, you know, you got to keep people educated. You got to keep people aware of, of, of what the bylaws are, what the uh, procedures are. So that would be, that's kind of a challenge. You got to tell people, you know, like, you, know, you guys kind of get too close, you know, I'm sorry, you know, but you have to, social distancing is the key and wearing a mask is key. Although like the, the, you're outside and, and we're in the food business. So like it, you know, you, you don't really have to wear a mask outside. And most people don't because you're eating anyways. You're eating and drinking. You're not going to wear a mask when you're eating, yeah. right? So, so that's as long as the staff are, they're doing all right. And we keep, uh, we keep the, we sanitize everyone on the way in and the way out. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty safe. Um, I don't know how much, you know, I don't know how much the city of Ottawa tells you what, what, what can you expect going forward as they slowly open up? Cause I, I guess phase three will happen in a couple of weeks. Have, have they told you anything where are you, do you have to prepare anything? How does that work? Not really. Like we're really in the dark. I don't get any, I don't get a lot of uh, updates more, any more than anyone else does, you know, like it's not like even within the industry, like we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Like I, you know, in my opinion, we should have opened up already in phase three, you know, like the, there's like, I think in, in, you know, the, the, the hospitals are empty, man. We don't, we don't have a lot of hospitalizations, a lot of, uh, a lot of infections in town right now. So like, I don't, I don't see what we're waiting for. You know, if, if, if it, if it takes everyone wearing a mask to get opened up, then everyone just wears a mask and we open up. Like, but everyone knows the risk and stuff like that by now, right? If you don't, if you're not comfortable going out, don't go out. You know, like, uh, I'd like to see things open up a little bit more. I think we're, I think we're at a point where we're overly cautious now. We're overly cautious, and yeah. and and you know, there's another place. Uh, another one of my friends just uh, you know started bankruptcy proceedings too. Like, it's 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 crippling too many places, that, and these places aren't going to open up again. Like they're. That's why I think we have to start moving a little bit faster. No, it, it must be tough because I like I I drive by Preston pretty often, and I can see like that place is how how are they doing? They, they can't be doing well because there's kind of what I want to ask you later on, but the competition on Preston, right? It's just how many restaurants are there, how many good restaurants are there, and you know part of it is like how many people in Ottawa want to go out and spend the money, right? And then how many how many places like me as a consumer, how many options are there, especially on Preston, right? Yeah, so nice. it must it must be really tough newer restaurants on Preston, like you, you already established yourself, you have your name, but it's, it must be tough for all these businesses and, and it kind oh, of sucks yeah. that they're putting you in the dark and they're being too cautious. And, you know, like, and it's, it's sad to hear that, you know, businesses are going under and you're like, I was going to a gym and they went under and it's like a gym went under, like, you know, this is serious stuff. That's why either the government, like if the government's shutting you down and you have to either do more to help us, like as a business. And I know like, Every time, you know, it's, oh, it's like a bailout. It's not sexy. It's not, it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't get you votes or whatever like that. But like, if you're going to shut us down, you have to help us out. You know what yeah. I mean? There's, we need more help. 
You can't just say, okay, you're shut down for business. Suck it up, man. Yeah. You know, you can do that for a month, two months, but we're, it's what been months. It? It's March. Months? Yeah. Yeah. Like four months. Like, and then, and we're, and it doesn't seem like it's, it's stopping anytime soon. Like, I don't, I don't know any business that can just shut down for four months and, and, and recover, mm-hmm. you know, or, or eight months or 10 months or whatever like that and recover. Like they got to open it. They got to do more to open it up quicker and, 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 or, or help us more. Like I'd like to open if I want to be, if I was able to open, maybe people don't want to come, but you know, maybe I could get a start at least and stuff. Yeah. But if they're cutting you down saying, no, too bad, so sad. Then, then, you know, you got to help them. You got to help them. It's unfortunate. Cause like all, all the business owners, they, they do what they're told. They pay what they're supposed to. And then when you, when you need them to help you, they're kind of not, you're out of luck. Sorry. Yeah. Too bad. Like I look at the property taxes, like part of my lease is I have to pay the property taxes here. And I pay like three thousand dollars a month. Okay, they were deferred, but like I got a check that I, I got to write coming up soon. It's like fifty six thousand dollars. It's ridiculous. It's a huge yeah. number. Yeah. But you know, I've been shut down. Like, why should I have to pay that? Yeah. Or you know, at least give me a break on it and stuff like that. You know, like I've been closed for four months. How am I going to get the money? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it doesn't make sense. You know, so that's why the city of Ottawa is really letting me down for that. Like, I don't think that they're helping at all on that stuff. They, you know, they gave uh, a break on people to use patios and stuff like that. And in, in terms of uh, having to pay the city for the use of, if you're, you, if you have a patio on city property, okay. You know, like no offense, but big deal. You know, like, <laughs> it's, yeah, like I, I look at it like that, like, you know, where, where am I going to get the money? To, you know, I'm shut down. Where am I going to get the money to come up with that? I don't think it's fair. I think it could be better. It's it's unfortunate here. How do you kind of one of the questions later? How do you handle the the food and beverage business, the events management business? It's very ups and downs, you know, mentally. How do you how do you stay composed and you know figure it all out? It's hard. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I haven't had a good night's sleep since March, man. It's you know you're always wondering where the where the next uh, how you're gonna pay your next bill and stuff. It's it's it, it's not easy, and and I got a lot of staff that I look after that I, that, that look to me for answers too, right? I'm glad that we're able to open. I can get quite a bit of staff coming back to work, which which is helpful because they need to work too. Everyone needs everyone needs the action, right? Everyone needs to work, you know. And two thousand dollars a month is a, it, it's a help from the serve, but it's not. Yeah, it's you know you want to get back to work, and you know one wants to sit at home. Like very few people, anyways, they just want to sit at home and do nothing. You want to get back to work. You want you want to get back to normalcy. You want to make some money. And how do you how do you how do you handle all this with your staff? Like I know it's tough. I know because like. It, it is kind of unknown. So how do you, how do you handle Like, how do you tackle it in, in the mind frame that, okay, this is, this is the situation we're in. How are we going to figure this out? How are we going to, how can I make sure everyone's okay? You know, cause this, this is mentally challenging, right? Like it's, it's tough. So how do you, how do you, do, how do you cope with it? You know what? It's a good question. I think getting people to work is number one, getting people to work gives them, gives people back their, Again, a sense of normalcy, it gives them a sense of purpose again and stuff like that. And you feel, ah, you know what I mean? I'm, at least I'm working again. So that, that's, that's been helping. And then, you know, I keep everyone abreast of what's going on and what, what I'm looking at doing and what I, you know, we want to, we want to push ahead. We want to be able to do some outdoor weddings and things like that and some public outdoor gatherings. We're pushing ahead on that. So how do you, you know, you get, you got to give hope like that. And you say, Hey, the leadership here, we're, we're pushing ahead. We're going to get through this and. We're going to keep serving food. We're going to keep, you know, making pizzas and sell them outside. And we're going to reinvent ourselves a little bit, but it's going to turn around. Eventually, we're going to be open up again. And we'll weather the storm. We'll get through it together. Yeah, all storms are occasional. It's just, how do you get through it? 
uh, I, I, going back to that YouTube video I saw, you, you had a small part about, and you kind of just said it, leadership. How do you how do you build a culture? Like like I said earlier, it's a tough industry to be in, right? Because you're dealing with hundreds yeah. of people, you're dealing with food, um, you're dealing with you know people having a good time. How do you how do you create the culture for you and your staff to to, to give you that reputation that you have? Oh, I would say like it because like we're very much a family here first kind of business. You know, like some of my best friends work here, my best friends and my family and stuff. Like we're so you're not no one's just an employee, no one's just a number, and no one's expendable here. Like everyone, everyone here is a part of the family. Like I've got you know Umberto and Kevin and Giovanni and and Ozzy and Michelle and Barakat. Like these are guys that have been with me. And girls, of course, uh, that have been with me a long time. Zia Maria. Zia Maria has been here since 1987. Wow. Like, she's 80 years old. She still attends bar here. She's amazing. So we're, and that, so if you look, like, she's like, she's like everyone's aunt here, you know, like, and it's, when you create that kind of culture, and I'm fortunate that I have that, these people, like, work hard for you. Like, they work hard, they go the extra mile, and they treat, um, because our culture here, too, is is, is treating our, our clients like family as well. Like they're not, they're not just a number. They're not just another event. Like it's easy to get, it's easy to think of like a wedding, like, Oh, it's just another, it's another party. It's just another day at work. You punch in, you punch out, but it isn't for the bride or the groom or, or the bridal party or the guests or anything like that. It's their biggest day of the year. It's a huge expense. Yeah. It's probably the biggest party they're ever going to throw. Mm-hmm. And everyone looks forward to that their whole lives. So you have to treat that with care and you have to be respectful of that, mindful of that. No, uh, that's a great. Uh, I like that because it could be their biggest event ever, and you want to make it right. Kind of, yeah. kind of going back to um, you treat everyone like family, and you treat the guests like family. Do you think wh- where do you think you got this mentality from, and do you think it has anything to do with the Italian culture? Because uh, I went to Italy my first time two years ago, and I, where was I? I was in Rome. I went and I got an espresso, and I and I said how much, and she, I I paid her, and she was like, I'm like thank you for the espresso. She was like, no, 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 thank you, and like she was so appreciative for my money. It was like. Like, yeah, you know, it was very interesting. Like, I, I just felt I loved it, you know. So do you think that's a big part of the culture is from the menta- uh, Italian culture? And is that how you got that mentality, like that mentality? Well, I guess so. But I, I would say that that's how my parents are. That's how they always were here. And that's how and probably because they're Italian. And I, just, <laughs> I find it more too in the South. The South, they're very more, we're, we're a lot more. I would say like warm, kind of inviting because it's kind of like in the South, like in the North of Italy, you know, it's more like industrialized, like more the economic engine of Italy. Whereas in the South, it's more like the vacations and then the beaches and things like that. So it's a bit more of a laid back kind of style. Right. So, you know, and then we're, we're, we're Calabresa. My, my father's Calabresa. My mother's from the North. My mother's Venetian. That's where we get the name San Marco, Salas San Marcos. It's, yeah. yeah. I saw that in the YouTube video and that's why you have yeah. the, the tigers, right? Yeah, the, the lions, the lions. Yeah. Lion. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Like I got that, I would say from my parents, and I think it is though. It's a, like it's a natural thing for an Italian. Like you come to the house that they're, you know, the fridge is open. You know what I mean? Food and eat and drink and stuff like that. And you know, it's always it's always in abundance, and 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 we're proud of that as a as a, as Italian. So yeah, that's has that been translated to my business here for sure. Absolutely, the people know when they come, their money goes a long way. They get nice big portions. Yeah. They get they get treated very they get treated very well. You know, nothing is you know. Don't be. We're in the hospitality business, and we be hospitable, and we're nothing's off the nothing's off limits. If you ask, you, you know one thing I like, um, especially with Salas and Marco, is you know you're in there, like you're you're working just as hard as your staff, and you don't even like no one would even know that you were like the owner, you know, and you're yeah. like and you're at every table, you're talking to everyone, you know everyone's name, everyone's name knows you, but you know you go to you go to like I don't know the the generic uh, what do you call them franchise restaurant bars. 
There's yeah. like the bar manager who doesn't care. They just treat you like kind of, okay, two, four here, table four, okay, in and out next. You know what I mean? So I think it's great that, you know, you give that hospitality, you give your heart out. And I think it's, yeah. I think it's fortunate for you during the pandemic, you know, it's, it's paid off. Yeah. And people respond to that you yeah. know, like it, because everyone is, I do cherish everyone's support. I do. And, and I tell them, and you're right. Like I am at the tables. I am giving my, you know, giving my all and, and letting people know that, that they're appreciated and that, uh, you know, and it is good to see them all. Like it's nice to, <laughs> that's the nice part about having the restaurant again is you get to see old friends and old clients and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and catch up a little bit and ask how the kids are and things like that and have a drink together. And, you know, after being inside cooped up for a few months, man, it's nice to get out and, and, to, you know, have a, have a grapple with someone. <laughs> oh, grapple. <laughs> you're, you're probably kind of like the mayor of Preston Street, eh? <laughs> I've been called that before, actually. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's a few of them. I, I, my dad would be more the mayor of Preston than me. That's for sure. Oh yeah. He's been around longer. <laughs> Yeah, been around a lot longer. Yeah. So, so kind of, kind of going off track from the restaurant topics, we'll kind of go into the like the business side of it. What would you tell like new business owners, young business owners, like what what would you tell them to prepare, like type of stuff, like whether it's taking care of your staff, whether it's taking care of your clients, whether it's putting your heart out, be empathetical. Like, what what would be some stuff that you would tell new entrepreneurs, new business owners? New business, I would say, start by leading by example. You know, if you're, if you think you can just kind of sit back and bark orders and uh, that you're better than everyone because you're the owner, that's not going to work. Like you have to put the sweat equity in and that's the only way that your staff are going to respect you. I, well, I think so anyways, I'm, uh, th- th- that's what I think. And, and if they, if they know that they've seen you and you're the one hustling with them and stuff like that, it's, it, it goes a long way. And then they go the extra mile for you. They do. You know, so that's in my case, that's what, what what I think works well. When you be a leader, part of being a leader is making hard decisions. Like it's, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, maybe you have to talk to a staff member that's it's not going to be an easy conversation and it sucks, especially if you're good friends or whatever like that. But, but you have to do that. You have to, like if someone's, you know, if someone's stepping out, not, not necessarily stepping out of line, but someone's not being say courteous or, or good to another staff member, you got to step in, you got you to tell them, say, Hey, you know, we're all in this together. No one's above anyone else. Can't call anyone names. Like, things like that. You have, making those hard, hard decisions, having the hard conversations is part of being a leader. And, and you'll get more respect by doing that than you would by kind of letting things happen on their own. Let them figure it out themselves. I would say. What, what would you say? What would be some uh, tips or advice that you would give from, from your experience to maybe when I, I saw actually in the YouTube video, you talking about being nervous. You mentioned being nervous, so and you said you're still nervous. So, how, what would you tell someone to be to take that first step? Don't be nervous, you know. Battle through that awkward conversation because that that awkward conversation is holding you back from something, right? So, whether it's dispute with your coworker or your boss or with the client, what, what would you say to, to to let people have confidence and move forward? What would I say? Like, I would say that you have to get over you have to get over your emotions like that, like. I don't want to say business is business and emotions are, are emotions because they get a lot. It's easy to say that, but let's be honest. They do intersect a lot of the times, right? They do intertwine. So you got to put your business hat on and those, those tough conversations, those things that you have to and being nervous, being nervous isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Working through it is better. Yeah. Working through it is, is because if you're nervous, then if you're a little bit nervous, you have a little bit of fear in you, at least, you know, you want to double, you know, you want to dot all your I's, cross all your T's, double check everything. 
you've got to be, as an owner, you have to be the most prepared person in that room every time. If you have a meeting with anyone, you have to be more prepared. And because if someone asks you a question in terms of staff or a client or something like that, if they come to you, you, they only come to you with problems. No one comes to you and says, hey, I got this figured out. Don't worry about it. No, no. They come to you like, what do I do? This is happening. What do I do? This is happening. What do I do? I have this problem. So you're putting out fires all day long. You have to have the answers for them and you have to make the right decision. And those decisions, usually the right decision is go with your, number one, go listen to your gut, listen to your conscience. You know, be true to be true to yourself and be true to what your business is. Stand, you know, remember what your mission statement is and stand behind it. And if you do that, you'll 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 get the respect, you'll get the you'll get the positive reaction that you that you deserve. I love what you said because it's it's kind of like you're juggling and you get you gotta be I love that you gotta be more be the most prepared person in the room. I love it when you said that and you you're constantly putting out fires and no no one's gonna come up to you with good news, right? It's like, oh no, like what's next? You know, damage control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, when do we start this? When do I do that? What do I happen? You know, this, you know, it's too cold. It's it's whatever. This is, you know, so you gotta be you gotta be the one that they look to you to for answers. No one looks to you to say, Oh, I don't know, figure it out. <laughs> and what are you doing there? You know, like what do you think was your kind of going back to you and your experience in the being a business owner, what do you think was the biggest character building moment for you um at some point? So like, oh, this is bad, or oh, this is needs to get figured out, or or we gotta, I gotta, this, I gotta step up. Is there ever been a time that really defined your, I guess, legacy where like, okay, like I can't believe I pulled this off. I'm going to, like, this is what we need to do. Is there anything that stands out to you? Well, getting through this, getting through this uh, COVID. Yeah. yeah. Like having to reinvent ourselves and uh, opening a restaurant in five days and, and going online. Like, again, I don't think any other uh, banquet spaces uh, or, or event spaces done what we've done. So that would, that's, is it a defining moment? I, I, it was, it's definitely shown that we can that we can think on our feet and we, that we can pivot, right? I know that word's been used uh, a lot, but I w- but I would say that knowing like seeing the way the trends have been going, uh, you have to be aware of that as well. You know, we've I've put a lot of money, a lot of a lot of work into renovations here and renovating the, the lobby and putting on an addition and a new room and, and things like that. And so keeping updated and, and trying to maintain keeping me like keep on being a leader in the industry. I would say, and staying motivated. You got to stay motivated, and then sometimes it's hard. Uh, sometimes you tend to rest on your laurels and stuff, but but that can only last for so long. And you got to get back to work. So I would, you know, it would be a defining moment. I'm not sure. Like I would say that just being, yeah, be, being aware, being aware of where your place is in the industry is is uh, is is important, and 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 working with what you have. To make sure that you you put out the best product that you can. That's the that would like that's basically that's your mission statement. That's that's what business is, you know. Like, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to, to define one one yeah. specific. Uh, a couple of questions before we head off. I, I want to ask you: How do you stay motivated? Like, what motivates you? What pushes you? What what's your why? Oh, uh, how do I stay motivated? You know, like I like in this business, it's very uh, nothing's monotonous because it's very project based. Right. So say, for instance, uh, it's at a corporate event. And it's, a, it's a fundraising gala for the Heart Institute. Uh, you, you, you deal with the organizers, with the charity. You know, you, you take what's what's an idea and you help you help it to, to go like through fruition. You have your meetings, you go through a menu, you go through um, all kinds of scenarios. You help. There's a, there's there's always different ways that we can help that. And people again look to us for help. Like, who do I call for their photographer? You know what I mean? And we you know, we and we help them out with that. 
and then and then finally you have your big event and then you know usually the day that day you're you're seeing the looks on people's faces wow what a great event thank you so much and you see say money being raised and and that can also be translated into a wedding you know you see the bride and groom that day and how the parents are so happy and everyone's happy for them and it's a it's a huge day and it's been pulled off and it's a you know they they have they have a great time the next day when they come to pay and they say you know my god tony i've you know, it went exactly the way I wanted. Everything was beautiful. I thank you so much. You know, I'm never going to forget this. I'm never going to forget what you did. And like, it's very, very satisfying. That's very, very gratifying. And I'm grateful for that. But it, it also like, you know, and then next week, it's the whole thing all over again. Yeah. It's But it's a different couple this time. And they're great people. And, you know, you end up becoming friends. And so like, that's how I stay motivated because you're dealing directly with the people. I'm not selling, you know, like there's nothing against a, a pen, but I'm not selling pens. <laughs> you know, there's no, you know, it's and then once the pen's out the door, that's it. You forget about it, right? You know, with the which is nothing against pens, but like it's just uh, it's more personal, and that's and that's what keeps me motivated. I think I think it's awesome, and I kind of kind of going back to the celebrations part. You know, you're, you're seeing you're like you said earlier, you're seeing the people's biggest days, you know, their biggest day of their life, and you're a part of it, and you're orchestrating it. So that must bring such rewarding feelings. That's right. Yeah. And that's what keeps you motivated. Yeah. And then you see them five years later and eight years later, 10 years later, and then they have kids and then they come with their, uh, you know, first communion for the kids and baptisms and stuff like that. And, you know, like that's, it's great. You know, it, it's great. It's a whole new event and you get to reconnect with the old friends too, like that. So that's motivation is, uh, it's easy to stay motivated when you, when you work with good people like that and you have great clients and that, and again, it's, you don't just, it's not a, like an instant transaction and see you later. It's something that goes on for a while. Right. That's awesome that you have like the wedding and then that's as they get older, they, they bring their youngins and then it's kind of like a cycle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now we're like, I get brides uh, from the parents got married here with my, with, you know, in the eighties and the <laughs> early nineties and their kids are starting to get married here now. So yeah, it's happening. That's cool. Um, yeah. kind of, last question. What, what would be your happy, like besides business and stress and whatever, what would be the happiest moment that you've had at Salas San Marco? At Stala? Oh, it's got to be when uh, Italy won the World Cup. Which was what? Was that yesterday? 2006. Yeah. <laughs> 2006, when Italy won the World Cup. Was, oh, man. I remember that. It was crazy. Yeah, it was I was at Cosenza. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're at Cosenza. The street was nuts. That's got to be, yeah, that's got to be the, the biggest day for sure. Perfect. So uh, as, we, uh, as we finish off, where can people find more about you and Sala San Marco online? Uh, saladsanmarco.ca or .com and we also have salad to go which is our, uh, our takeout menus and stuff like that right now uh, but the best thing to do is come down see us on the patio it's a wood burning oven and we got great pizzas and great apps and great salads and stuff like that you know it's just a great time out oh yeah for sure it is a great experience and uh, the staff is so friendly and the food is so good and the drinks are just beautiful and refreshing so and you're on Preston so it's a great it's a great night out you got it man Perfect. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate you taking the time. I wish you and your business the best. I, I can see that your passion's there, your heart's there, you're motivated. And, you know, like just going forward, stay strong and see what happens. Thanks, Frank. Perfect. Okay. I hope to see you soon, Bello. Yeah, cheers. Okay. Ciao, ciao. We are at the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Like, follow, share, subscribe, comment, and connect. To find out more, go to my website, frankienzi.com, or find me online, social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, 
Facebook, Twitter. Figure. It. Out. Podcast. Living. That. Marketing. Life. Fuel. Marketing. Thrill. Education. Inspiration. And. Motivation. I am your host, Frank Yenzi.